Are you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate, motivate, inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Podcast. I am Ms. Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited and elated to have you join in with me today. Speaking of today, our topic will consist of Integrity Mentors, which is a 501c3 founded by my guest, Mr. Lawrence Marshall. I have a very important guest joining me for this special empowerment segment at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. This segment is in sharing the Integrity Mentor's primary focus and goals as well as their mission, which is the importance of mentoring and measuring at-risk youth successes by providing a program designed to help build self-esteem, confidence, and self-respect that are focused on biblical principles, family. So let's give a warm welcome to our guest King, Marshall Lawrence, who was born in Sweetport, Louisiana family. Lawrence was the only male of three kids and raised in a single parent household. Lawrence was influenced by his mother and, and a mentor to stay away from the gangs and drug influences in his neighborhood and further his education at Langston University, where he received his BS degree family. After relocating to Dallas in 2000, Lawrence became an active volunteer in the various youth programs as well as activities before establishing his own Christian nonprofit mentoring program that would send, which would cater family, excuse me, you know how I get when I get excited, at, um, cater to at risk youth called Integrity Mentors. Lawrence and Nikki married in September 2006. They have three children together, Kyle, Drayden, and Raymond. Both Lawrence and his wife share a passion for mentoring youth and volunteering in his community. Welcome, Lawrence, to the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. Family, again, our focus is on Integrity Mentors, which is a follow one c 3 dedicated in helping build self-esteem, confidence and self-respect in youth through programs based on biblical principles founded by Mr. Lawrence Marshall. Lawrence, welcome again, and tell us a little bit more about yourself, please. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it and honor for this opportunity uh, to, to share more about what we're doing in the community. Uh, so basically, as you mentioned, you know, Integrity Mentors was started because I had a mentor involved in my life that helped give me some options outside of my my normal environment. So the goal is to is to provide um, experiences for our youth and the families to where they can get the education that they need um, to be successful in the classrooms, to have a a a Christian, a positive source, uh, male and female that they can that they can reach out to in case they're going through issues, and uh, just give them an environment on a monthly basis to where we're exposing them to different activities that they may not have been involved with um, prior to being involved with the program. So there's a number of different partnerships we have with Noggin Educational Coaching, um, with CADWORK Solutions, um, with LCS Counseling uh, that we're wanting to 
continue to expand the program. That is so awesome, Mr. Lawrence. I'm so excited about this interview because I know that we are about to really dive in into this information, which we will be able to share how to further help at-risk youth. So yeah. this is a different um, kind of subject. So let's get started, family. Are you ready? Then let's talk about it. Integrity Mentors, which is a 501c3 dedicated in helping build self-esteem, confidence, and self-respect in youth through programs based on biblical principles founded by Mr. Lawrence Marshall. So all right, Lawrence, let's jump right in. Why right, did you decide to be a mentor? Well, I became a mentor because I know the importance of having uh, someone that will, will have a shoulder for you to lean on and the ear to speak into and just have that face-to-face -face, um, interaction. Um, our environment, even just not even just within the home, but within the, the uh, neighborhood that I had, uh, that I grew up in, excuse me, um, I didn't have a lot of positive influences around me that I can re relate to and be able to talk to when I'm going through issues. So Michael Pollard and Calvin D. Fox and Pastor William Sims and his wife, their families as well, just, you know, they, they made themselves available. So no matter what was going on, uh, if I was dealing with uh, a gang violence, if I was dealing with a, uh, a teen death, um, yes. whatever the case may be, it's just spiritual issues, mm -hmm. then I, I would refer to them. So I want to be able to offer that same element to to the kids in, 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 in our community today. I love that, um, Lauren. So what is Integrity Mentors? Integrity Mentors is a mentoring program for uh, what we call typically at-risk youth between the ages of 12 to 18, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. um, all, you know, we're a faith-based organization, but our right. goal is to, to not only your character and, uh, you know, education, the importance of education, but also from a spiritual standpoint, this is how you conduct your, this is how you need to conduct yourself. This is how you need to carry yourself, especially with the young ladies, um, you know, how to dress and, and, and how to uh, properly be and introduce yourself to others, to making friends. So we, 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 we don't want to make it too structured because they get a lot of that at home and school right. and churches. We want to try to keep it free flowing, um, but still keep some type of firmness and, and we're loving on them, um, but keeping them, giving them some direction and giving them some structure in their lives. Okay, I love that. So how can you help us or the audience to understand what defines an at-risk youth? Because a lot of us wouldn't just, you know, that's not just an everyday normal terminology. So what defines an at-risk youth, Lawrence? Good, great question. So what we define, I can speak for everybody, what we define right. youth, youth that are in, in a situation, uh, whether it's living arrangements, whether it's their neighborhood or um, some social issues, um, whatever the case is, we 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 consider at-risk youth to be those who are in those environments who are causing them to not be as successful um, in the classroom, just in life in general. You know, you have kids that either you know like lack of financial stability at home, lack of parenting, lack of support, a lack of just whatever the, the needs are within our youth. Uh, when they're going into the classroom they're taking those problems with them. And normally right. in the school system, they don't have um, those, you know, they don't have resources or services in place there at the school to be able to help combat that or help be a, be a resource for these kids. So they're taking these problems of, of being hungry, being bullied, right. dealing with gangs. They just lost a, a friend, a gang violence the day before. They're going to these schools with these troubles. 
Right. They're not focusing in the classroom. So they're right. barely making it by. They're barely, you know, meeting the grade. I barely graduated from high school. And I say that because I never, I don't remember ever, ever taking my books home. I don't right. ever remember doing a lot of studying. I don't remember. All I remember is that I did my homework in class when it was due or in a class before, <laughs> before. <Right. laughs> yeah, I get it. And, uh, you know, that I, I just skated by. I don't know how I graduated, um, you know, from school, from high school on time. But I consider that the definition to us as it relates to being at risk. I love that. Now, in your definition or how in your descriptive that you just shared with us, thank you. I like uh, I wrote down a couple of points. And some of the things that you said was, you know, these youth have to deal with a lack of parenting, a lack of support and going to, into the school system already with all of these problems outside right. of that. They have to do their schoolwork. They have to pass their grades. And if they're in sports and all these other elements that are uh, contributed to them just being a youth in general. So how important, Lawrence, is support from their parents, for at, especially, specifically for at-risk youth? Yeah, I mean, it's very important. I think uh, it's, it's over half, you know, over 50% of, of, you know, the troubles that, that's going on in our communities because mm -hmm. the kids, if you're supporting the kid um, to a degree, Right. Um, just imagine you're doing, a, you have a couple of touch points a week or even a month. There's, you're still sending that kid back to that environment, whether the living arrangements again, whether it's their mom is strung out on drugs, whether their mom is beating them or their dad is, is, is strung out on, on, right. on crack. Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're still being placed right back in the same environment. So right. I believe that if we, we, we try to come at it from a holistic approach, we don't just want to mentor the kids. We want right. to have a positive, influence on the family as a whole. So our goal is to be able to try to help the parent or parents, caregivers, whatever you want to call right. uh, them, to be able to provide them the support that they need so they'll become less stressed and more involved in their kids' um, life on a regular basis and being consistent. I love that. So let me ask you a quick question. Sure. Do you have a program specifically that is designed to help elevate the parents as far as having knowledge of how to become closer with their uh, their child or how to support their child and, and what those elements of involvement would look like yeah yeah so yeah so we we uh, part of what what we do is is when we when we bring on a a new kid you know mm -hmm. part of our conversation is with the parent as well trying right. to get an understanding of what the parent is parent is all about and type of struggles and challenges that they're experiencing because we want to, we just don't want to understand and we can't, we can't help um, address matters with the kid unless we can understand, you know, the root cause of maybe what, what may be causing that. Um, right, there's right. some issues that you may see with, with anger management with, with the young man or young woman. Um, but then when you meet the parents, sometimes you see that, um, that they have anger issues and that's pretty much all these kids are seeing when they go home. And this right. is how, this is the, the, the model that they have and how to deal with an issue. Someone hits them, they immediately hit them back. Um, right. As opposed to doing that, we try to give them encouragement. Someone's, you know, pestering you, bullying you, you or whatever case, you, the, the only option is not to hit back. Right. There are other alternatives to doing and, and addressing this situation where it's, it's healthy and it's safe for you and the other, you know, group of kids or whatever the case is. Right. We want to try to attack the issue from both angles, from a parent standpoint, and from the kid's standpoint, 
Right. We, we try to approach it where it's a triangular effect, if you will. So no matter where the kid goes home. I love that because in essence, the idea, idea that came to mind was that it's just a holistic approach to yeah. building that child. So you're not just like, which would be, that that makes a lot of sense because you don't want to be counterproductive. It's kind of what I'm hearing you saying. Right. You're building a child, but yet maybe there is some brokenness left at home. So right. therefore, let's kind of build from the ground up and then everybody can, I won't say always be happy, but at least we're on the same page. We're going the same direction. So what is the relevancy of encouraging at-risk youth and becoming leaders and developing positive relationships, which is um, one of your primary focuses in your program? Well, if you think about it, we all benefit. Or, right. or we're all, you know, directly benefit. impacted by the behavior or the lack thereof of our other kids in our community. We're, you know, we get older, we're not getting young, we're not, we're getting older every single day. And at right. some point, these kids are going to become young adults or adults um, to where they're either providing care or uh, providing support. You know, if we're not in the community giving these kids some exposure to some positive things that they can do to be successful or to, to, to have, to be a productive citizen in the community, then, you know, the crime rate is going to continue to go up. It's going to get worse. Um, I look at look at how can we influence kids to chase their dreams to become right. doctors where they can invent a new cure. Like if I, I may need, as I get older, you know, the same kid that you're impacting uh, could potentially be in a position where they're developing or come up with an idea that will help me along down the road. Not, right. not help to tear me down as in, you know, you're not investing in these kids and they're breaking into homes or um, they're, um, you know, they're going on this robbing spree. They're to thrown in these gangs. So that makes the community, uh, that continues to tear down a community as opposed to building it up. Because so we all benefit from the, you know, the, the involvement in our community and with our youth, or, you know, we can be, we can be negatively impacted. Right. Okay. I love that. Now, one of the things you said you that I would like to kind of expound upon is how can uh, you, well, my question is, is how can we influence kids to become what they're meant to be? You, you, you said that's one of our, our directives, but how can yeah. we, how important is that? So this is kind of a twofold question. And yeah. um, how can we, what does that look like? So whoever's listening, they'll be like, okay, this is the example of what that looks like when we're influencing them to become what they need to be. Right. Outside right. of just the basic, you know, like you mentioned a doctor or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, what what the big push is today is mentoring kids or mentoring, finding, just being a mentor to someone, mm -hmm. whether it's youth or young adult, even adults sometimes. You know, I have two or three mentors that I go to still regularly, and I'm 45. Um, right. It's important because um, if, if, if we're not investing in these kids, kids on some level a lot of people think that okay i have to go to a program i have to sign up to be a mentor i have to go through this process to be vetted out and then join this program no you can you can if there's a kid it could be a family member's kid a niece and nephew it could be a family member adult someone at work someone in, your right, right, someone right. in the grocery store whatever the case is if some god places something on your heart to say you know what you can, everybody on this earth can add value. It doesn't, I don't want the focus to be on how much value. 
someone can plant a seed, just like the Bible says, you know, you know, faith is a, is a grain of a mustard seed. Right. You can plant a grain of, must, uh, of a mustard seed in someone that's positive and that's uplifting. Um, and we pray for that or we pray for that individual, we pray with that individual. We allow God to grow that seed in them. So if we're not doing that, then the, the, uh, the environment, the neighborhood is constantly negatively influencing them right. to make the wrong decisions. So you don't have to join a, join a mentoring program. We would encourage you to do so if right. you choose Integrity Mentors. But uh, and, you know, if, you, if you're not in a position to join and time-wise and you're afraid of the commitment, just you know, you just see a kid at church in your neighborhood, your next-door neighbor, some kid across the street, and just take, take time out to show them how to, you know, Fix a lawnmower, you know. Right. Uh, what, you know, guys, you got guys. You're working on your cars at home in your garage. You got kids out there just running ramp. You know, hey, invite them over. Hey, I'm gonna teach you how to, you know, uh, install an alternator. Whatever the case. Only you know, right, right, right. women. Um, women can get involved as well. You know, find things that you're already doing and 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 pour into a kid that's within arm's length and and start you know planting those seeds that that's going to help encourage them to be successful in life. That way you're developing that rapport, you're developing that relationship. You never know what these kids are going through at home. Right. I had a young man, I had a young man uh, that uh, at an alternative school that I was working with, and his father was strung out on methamphetamine. So right. this young man is going home in high school, going home, and when he goes to sleep at night, he has to put a butter knife between his door and his door, you know, his uh, his, his uh, what you call his frame, right. uh, mm-hmm. you know, because once his dad gets 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 high on drugs. He's coming in there harassing him and beating up on him and stuff like that. So in order for this young man to get some comfortable sleep, he has to do that. So as you can see, you never know what these kids are going through at home. Right. They're looking for that structure. And if they can if you can be that lending ear or that shoulder that they can cry on, I think that speaks volumes to to the impact that you can have on a kid. I love that. And you um during your speech you you made me think of Frederick Douglass quote when he said it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And it seems yeah. like that, that would be the theme of kind of integrity mentors. But also I wanted to make mention of you spoke about um Hebrews uh when we talk about faith. Now faith is, right? Mm-hmm. But another one I thought about when you were uh, when you were just speaking was first Corinthians three and six where it says that I planted the seed Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. I know the King James said gave the increase, right? And that's kind of your the whole theme of even this episode is what you're saying about your your mentoring program is that we we're here, you know, or, or that anyone you don't have to come specifically to integrity mentors, mm-hmm. but just start doing something. And it's not about the size of what you do, it's the investment. So I can really appreciate that. And I love when you said God places everyone on this earth so we can add, add Mm -hmm. values to others. So thank you for sharing that. I I really appreciate that. So why did you choose a faith-based program to influence change in at-risk programs or at-risk youth? Okay, yeah. So... Uh, you know, I was raised in the church, and, right. uh, Church of God in Christ for those who are out there. And um, my, our, our mom made us go to revivals, made us go to week-long Bible studies, just everything, church two or three times on Sundays. Um, so I was raised in the church, and I saw the impact of God having his hand on me, um, even though being I was in, I was in a many in instances where there was shooting going on around me, but I was never hit with a bullet. Right. Um, and, and and 
just going through what I've gone through and, and the environment my mom uh, raised us in, you know, it's proof to me that, okay, there is a God. And right. he does have a plan for my life. And uh, he's keeping me alive for a reason. So let me let me follow suit. So uh, what I want to try to accomplish and what we're doing is that, hey, we're a faith-based organization. And I want to make sure that, you know, that the world sees that who we serve and what we're all about right. and what we stand for, what's important to us. First is our relationship with Christ. Then is family. Um, and, you know, so that's why I want, I want to make sure, because again, as you may, or may, you may, you already know that, that, that there's not a whole lot of that going on in our, some of our households and our community. Right. And even in the pulpit in the churches, you know, this day and age, you know, you see the stuff on TV, on the right. news, that there's a lot of stuff that's going on that contradict, that's going on in the pulpit that contradict the word of God. And, right. and so a lot of people are running from the cross, literally. And uh, so I think that as as Christians, we need to to um, up and up the ante, if you will, and wow. uh, be a little bit more intentional with 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 spreading the word of Christ. You know, there's doesn't you don't necessarily everybody. I think, in my opinion, I think everybody was called to do some level of spreading the word of God, whether it's through your actions, through your words, um, through you know physically walking to someone's house, knocking on the door, sometimes. Right. You know, um, we're all called to do different things in different ways, but it all reaching the common goal, which is, you know, spreading the love of Jesus Christ and, and, and basically showing that, okay, I've gone through all this. Or I've lived this life in the past, but, you know, through God's favor, you know, I'm able to, to say that I'm, I'm healed from all of that. That's no longer my life. Right. And, uh, and, and now this is what I'm doing to try to help combat that and turn and turn the trajectory or, shape the and mold the, the generation coming after us so it's, it's so it. important it's so important to to get involved in, in instead of sitting on the sidelines i love that and w another point that i really appreciate that you said was that it's so important to mold the generation so can we just kind of expound upon that because i think that we're in society and especially with um with social media, we place an emphasis, emphasis on, you know, Donald Trump, for example, because he's our president and, and all those different things that he's doing or has going on that's really not in, in some facet that's contributing to empowering our youth. So how important, Lawrence, is it that we as a community seek to mold that like that that should be our our primary focus versus you know, what is the latest um, Donald Trump tweet? So how is that important that we contribute as a society to molding our at-risk youth? Well, you, you know, again, I, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I just mm -hmm. saw a clip not too not too long ago this morning um, about uh, about Donald Trump and Emma Wilson and, and all that stuff that's going on. So the society, the world is talking so much more, so much about um, what Trump, Donald Trump is doing, what right. he's not doing, how he is, what he said. Um, the key question is to me is shouldn't be as to what is Donald Trump doing, what is he not doing, but what are you doing? Right. What are you doing to to change the, the the thought patterns in our kids or even adults? The focus should be on what Donald Trump is doing, what he's not doing. The focus should be on what are you doing to change. The community. What are you doing to right. focus off the negativity and more on the positive? 
um, what are you doing? Cause, you know, we have a lot of folks with their own agenda and, and we have folks with their own, uh, the, you know, as far as their own feelings and perception on the matter. But I think the conversation could be changed to where okay, we don't need to talk about that. Let's talk about what, what you and I could be doing. To, I you know, I'm working with the youth. Yes. What is it that you're doing? How would you approach this situation and have those those positive conversations about okay, Donald Trump did this. Okay, that's 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 I can't control that. So how would you change that? How, what is your perspective? You know, try to right. flip the script using the same topic. Okay, you know, say John, you know, Jer or Jeremiah, whatever the young man or young woman's name. No, mm -hmm. okay, Donald Trump had his perception on this matter. Right. What is your perception on it? How would you change it? How would you do it differently? Yes. And then have constructive that. conversations with them about ensuring that their mindset is is set on the right thing and not on the right person. Does that make sense? Oh, and, perfect. And so that way you're guiding their decisions, you're guiding their thoughts. So when they leave from you, y'all, you know, when y'all break for that time, then, you, then hopefully that will sink into where if they hear additional conversations about Donald Trump or anyone for that matter, then they're already starting that positive thinking, that part of positive reinforcement and changing that mindset, not focusing on what the negative has been said or done, but focusing on, okay, how would I approach that situation? What can I do to change that perspective? Uh, I, love that. I love that. So that'll lead us into our next uh, segment of questions, which is I'm going to turn the focus a little bit and talk mm -hmm. about your educational tutoring program and what role that that program particularly plays with integrity mentors. You talking about the different programs that we're partnered with? Yes, uh, the noggin. Am I saying that? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. That one in particular is the one that I. I I, I chose to focus on because I thought mm -hmm. that that was interesting, but I want you to be able to share with the audience how that role or that partnership helps to increase integrity or integrity mentors in your children that you serve. Yeah, good good question. So Noggin Educational Coaching, they have a foundation as well, is led by David and Danita Bailey. Uh, they're real good friends, lifelong friends of ours, I'm saying life of 15 right. years okay. ago. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, so, so our relationship is their noggin educational coaching focus on providing the kids with the necessary tools and basically so they can be successful in the classroom. Right. Okay. SAT prep, exam taking, strategy, um, tutoring on any subject of their choice. So what our partnership exists for us is to provide, um, our kids. So we work with noggin. They provide the kids that are interested in signing up. With free tutoring and basic um, um, SAT and ACT prep, so for kids who are in the ninth grade, they're literally walking hand to hand with them um, through that whole through the whole uh, all four years of their high school. And during that time, the the goal is to be able to, to ensure that they're meet, making setting some goals for the kids, making sure that they're exceeding, hopefully meeting, hopefully meeting and exceeding their goals in the classroom and education and Helping them to, to identify what it is that they want to do for the rest of their life. What's basically what's next after high school, and then help walking them through that process as it relates to identifying, um, you know, uh, institution, universities that they'd like to attend. Going through that process of getting signed up, filling out the FAFSA, and, and getting that. them basically getting them ready for when they graduate from high school. They they have a plan as far as what I they're going to do. 
No, I love that I, because if, if, if there's an, a parent on here, if they're thinking exactly like me, what I'm hearing you say, again, we're going back to that holistic approach. You have a plan to help set that foundation, but then after the foundation is set, what are we going to do once we reach our metrics? So you, your program will also carry them into the next phase of their lives. So help them to get that transition from childhood to adulthood. That is so phenomenal. And that's a podcast in itself. So I won't even um, kind of tarry long right there because that, that's so relevant. I think we forget how important that's another type of pressure for adolescents and teens mm-hmm. is to transition from one type of life to the next. So that's, that's phenomenal. So Mr. Lawrence, you may... Mm-hmm. One may think that your program is designed and are targeted just for males, for the young, you know, males in the community. However, your program includes both male and female. So share with our audience on the importance of including the young ladies who are at this as well. Well, we, we, yes, we started, we started, of course, with the males and my goal, my vision or God's vision right. that he gave me has always been to um, mentor the entire family. Um, starting out, of course, we were working with males up until believe, about three years ago, and uh, God just said, "Okay, it's time." And He mm-hmm. provided resources or a partnership which which you have now with Texas Health Arlington for the last couple of years, two or three years now. Um, I met somebody at at a, a former employer um, who was introduced to me, and I had been recently praying, like, "Okay, God, we're ready to grow. We want to we want to add the girls." to our program and it right. just happened at the same time is when I was introduced to this young lady by the name of Janine and um, she wants to get involved and she wants to lead some the girls initiative, or, you know, on some level, what does that look like? So we're talking and we're talking, she's talking about our passion and, and I'm right. sharing what our vision is. And I told her that I had recently been praying about it and she said, okay, I'm going to go home and pray about it. And, and then I get back in the next couple of days and, she did in a couple of days. She said, okay, God said, move. And at the same time, we got a call from a representative with Texas Health saying that we want to support what you're doing, um, what space wow. do you need. So they're donating space to us um, wow. by the grace of God and no additional wow. cost to us. And so not only God said, okay, it's time, but he turned around and provided the resources Come to lead that initiative, but then also additional space to expand, to add the girls and build, to build out our program. So that ha- happened at the end of the year, like what, 2015? Mm-hmm. And, um, by the next year, we started meeting again. We started opening it up for the girls as well. That is so phenomenal. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't even, we don't have enough time to even expound upon some of the questions that I want to continue in. But right. I'm telling you, well, you know, at offline, you and I talked about how the God moves. And when it's yeah. according to his purpose, he definitely opens up doors that are meant for you to walk through. Right. And I think that everyone can attest, especially me, that standing still is sometimes hard. And, and right. you have to stand still. So let me just quickly get one more question before I get to you with your final thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm kind of I'm going to add two and one because what your this program is really uh, phenomenal. I want you to tell us a little bit what your rap sessions consist of, and then you. I also want to talk about why it's important for you for youth to focus on a diverse area of learnings, which are which. Um, um, which is just, 
the tip of the iceberg of some of your programs are educating the youth on STEM robotics. Tell mm -hmm. us more about that and your partnership with Get It. Okay. Yeah, so CatWork Solutions, well, I guess rolling back first, you know, I think it's important right. to have the diversity, not just in what we offer, but um, the diversity within our organization, the right. kids who come out. So we want to cater to um, Blacks, Whites, Hispanics, Asians, it doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't because matter. it's important, we believe, for um, kids to know how to conduct themselves around other ethnicities or other genders. Um, so going back to your question, you know, why do we add the girls? It's the same reason why we want to ensure that there's diversity, not <coughs> just with programming, but as far as the social diversity as well. So when, so just a quick story, this, I, when I went, when I graduated from college, I went straight from the hood uh -huh. to corporate America in Colorado. Right. Huge right. change overnight. So I had no clue how to conduct myself, how to, I was trying to figure it out. How do I dress? How do I engage right. you know, other races? Because I'm in the hood with majority, if not all black. So it's important to have, have, an, have an environment where these kids are, 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 have experiences where they're getting comfortable with, with brushing shoulders and interacting with other ethnicities. So when they grow up and they go to college, that they're not, they're not uncomfortable. Um, right. Part of this, your, your, um, part of the, what we're doing in the diversity with STEM and CADWORK Solutions, which is uh, um, James and Monica Vaughn is leading that, that effort. So they provide, um, you know, basically we call it Lego Mindstorm. It's basically uh -huh. Legos on steroids with computer computer chips. And they build, wow. we're in a position right. where we build um, different types of robots. They walk, right. sometimes balance on two wheels. So what we're doing now, we have a community day event that's coming up with uh um, Vizient and Lost Colinas, we've been doing the last six, seven years. And right. that's going to be one of our components. This is our second year doing robotics. So basically what it boils down to is they're going to, kids are going to get an, a high level understanding of CAD, AutoCAD, basically how right. to design these parts, how to, what is AutoCAD. Um, then they're going to get an opportunity to build, the, basically assemble a robot um, based on some instructions. Then using the computer chip, we can help them program that robot. So there's going to be a pre-designed or pre-laid out um, path on the floor and they're going to have to work together as teams to figure out how to get this robot to go along, along this path and keep it within the line. Then we have a little bit of a challenge at the end of who can program the robot right. in the lines and, 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 and who, who's more successful. Um, another component is um, we have 3D printers now mm -hmm. to where we can teach the kids with the AutoCAD it's how you design the part, but here's we're going to hit print and you're going to see it literally print the part for you and you're going to wow. fix it to the robot. So as you can see, there's a very, a very, a right. variety of things that we're offering just within that component itself. And mm -hmm. we're always looking for, you know, partnerships, churches to invite us in and yes. uh, expose STEM um, as it relates to robotics to our youth. I love this. I love that because it's something different. It's as you kind of. Yeah, and cause, because you kind of mentioned earlier how, you know, when you're showing the youth a different, a different, uh, variety, a variety of ways where right. they can expand their purpose. Yeah. And, and, and let's just be real here. When we're talking about the African American community, I'm glad to see that someone is stepping up. And I know you have a diverse, you know, even for the, our Hispanic community that yeah. not be normally exposed family to this type of technology. 
this is so phenomenal. And when you visit Integrity Mentors website, I want to encourage you to actually view the pictures and read the testimonials and see how engaged that these students are when they're in this particular part segment of their program. So I want to real quickly, it's time for your final thoughts, but can you give me two minutes? Because sharing all that, I have to add this question. You started out, I believe it was in 2005. Forgive me, I kind of lost my place here. But you started out with five kids. Okay, I want you to for two minutes, if you can give me two minutes on that, and then I'm going to give you your final thoughts um, in addressing the audience and and how we've gotten to, well, you've gotten to right here where you are now, because some people might think that starting something is so easy. Oh, he's successful. I can't be that. Kind of share. No, in two, yeah, in 2006, forgive me, I said 2005, I had already highlighted it. It's 2006. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically I was involved with a, a mentoring program in, in Oak Cliff that, mm-hmm. um, where they were, they were at the, they were existing, they had been existing in existence for the, at that time for about seven or nine years. Yes. And, uh, at that time they were in the process of closing their doors. And, uh, so I, I took it upon myself to, to, to talk, have some conversations with the leaders that I was making the decision to do so. So, Hey, what are you going to do with these kids? Um, just send them back out in the streets for no other, options and so i just i decided to it for myself so okay i'm just there were five boys involved in that program at that time so right so okay i'm just going to hang out with these boys once a month using my own finances using my own vehicle and uh develop the format to where it's you know at least once a month we spend four or five hours together right. um doing some type of activity where it's going to the park to play ball going to grab some eat going to the movies and uh you i had an suv at the time and i was just trucking them along during the time my goal was just to impact kids um, I was introduced to the nonprofit sector and someone was like, uh, well, you know, you cheap nonprofit and get your status and, um, you know, and, and you can help raise donations so you're not coming out of pocket. It's okay. Great. Con- contacted the, 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 the folks. And, uh, what I found during that time is someone told me, someone me out of the blue, Hey, SMU helps you get your nonprofit status at no cost. I said, you kidding me? Right. Called them. They set up an interview. They interviewed me. They uh, agreed to bring me on as a client, and then uh, I received my nonprofit status. So it's just once you make the decision to get in there and 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 do what God has called you to do, God will start setting things in motion, putting people in your path to start getting closer and closer to that vision that He had put in your heart. So those who have the desire to want to do that, mm-hmm. um, all you do, all you have to do is like the Bible says, you know, faith without walk without works is dead. So if you're not putting one foot in front of the other, you're not doing what God has called you to do. He's not going to, he's not going to put things. If you're not walking a path, how, he's going to, how are you going to see the things down the road on that path that God has already placed there for? You got to get there first. So for anybody who's wanting to do that, um, there's opportunities for that to happen. And um, I'm willing to, to support that. I love that. Now, your final thoughts, your guest's final thoughts, and you have about one to two minutes. Mm-hmm. You shared a lot of tips today. And what would be your final thoughts to the parent listening to this segment who is experiencing challenges with their youth? How can, and and of course, how can the listener support your cause? If you could sum both of those two of those thoughts up in one to two minutes, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, so parents, you know, what I can say to you is that, um, you know, we all are experiencing difficulty, but I think the problem with society is that we're afraid to ask for help. 
or we're afraid to follow up um, or because we don't want our business out there. But, you know, you're praying and you're asking or you're seeking seeking guidance and support. But in order for anyone like myself or anyone for that matter to be able to come along, to walk alongside you, not behind you in front of you, but walk alongside you to help you with some of these challenges or at least be in a position to help provide you with a resource or direct you to the resource, we have to know that, first of all, the problem exists. And um, so we just want, we just encourage, I just encourage you to be open and honest um, about those issues as much as you feel comfortable. Seek God first if you want and and, um, and allow him to direct your path. Um, as far as the listeners are concerned, um, we are always looking for passionate and committed. I highlight committed because, right. you know, this that's the important thing. Uh, it sure is. With lacking in the family. So we're looking for passionate, um, Christian, committed volunteers male and female to either come help us with our sessions or uh, be a mentor um right. you can contact us at info at integrity mentor without the s.org our right. website integrity mentor.org or our facebook at integrity mentor uh, to learn more about what we're doing and how you could how you can join us I love that, Ms. Lawrence. You have shared so much, a wealth of knowledge. I wish we had some extra time. Your ministry is doing, has impacted so much. And one more thing I do want to throw out there, if you, if the listeners can uh, really relate that in 2005, this is 2018, family. So again, I really want to stress that if God put something on your heart and maybe it hasn't grown into what you had hoped, God always has a plan. So as Mr. Mm -hmm. Lawrence has shared here, that it may take some time, but when it's your time, God is still God can still open those doors. So don't give up. I love it. I am elated to have participated in this show today, family. I know that someone somewhere was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much to the guest king of the Savvy Speaks Roundtable, Mr. Lawrence Marshall, founder and executive director of Integrity Mentors, who you can find out more at www.iamlisanobles.com slash podcast.com. HTML. And as a bonus, please visit www.iamlisanobles.com slash resources.html where you can receive free podcast resources for being a part of the Savage Beast um, podcast family, family. I love you. You know that I truly do. And thank you for being a part of the show. And remember my mantra. And as I always say, you are, you are family, a unique combination of experiences. Clothed in purpose, strength, and destiny, family. Have a great week, and I will see you right here next time on the Savage Speech Empowerment Podcast. Bye-bye, and thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Online at IamLisaNobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at IWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. And we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire.